everyone and welcome to the Foo for Thought podcast. This is episode three. Um, it is the roughly, maybe, bi-weekly podcast. We're not entirely sure yet, but that seems to be what we're aiming at. Where me, Sean, and my two co-hosts, this is Devin. Hello. And this is Cyrus. How's it going? We discuss uh, all things, well not all things martial arts cinema. We kind of focus on an individual film each episode. And we may kick around a few other topics while we discuss the film. Um, to start, I want to address the elephant in the room, and you two didn't know that I was going to mention this, but for this week, my suggested film was John Wick 3, <laughs> which got shat upon yeah. by both of you. Yeah. you. You both disagreed that John Wick 3 should be the episode, and I want to know why. So uh, let's go ahead. Well... You like, haven't seen it, Cyrus. You haven't seen I it. I haven't film. seen it. Okay. But I know what it's going to be Of course. Like, well, one time I was like, bro, we should do Jean-Claude Van Damme. You're like, no, not kung fu enough. John Wick 3. Not kung fu. Less kung fu than Jean-Claude Van Damme, right? There's, I mean... Okay. Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. What was your reason? Don't get me wrong. Seen John Wick 3. Love John Wick 3. Love all of them, but... I'm with Cyrus. I mean, granted, there's some kung fu happening uh, in this, like, specific, like, kung fu, like, actors in this film. However, not, not kung fu enough. You're both wrong. <laughs> Got it. You're both wrong. There's a lot of martial arts in the third one. Kung fu involves guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's gun fu, kind of. Guns and dogs. Oh, then again, I wouldn't say Equilibrium is a kung fu film, and that has gun fu in it. So, John Wick 3, I think we should do at some point. And I do want to say that since you mentioned Van Damme and us doing Van Damme films, I will say that the next episode is going to be a Van Damme oh, film. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we're toying between the ones that are on Hulu at the moment, which are Bloodsport, yeah. Kickboxer was on there, and maybe Double Impact. But what I can remember is Double Impact is like super shite, I think. That's the one with Van Damme. Seen any of them? So. Co-starring alongside Van Damme. He's a twin. Got it. <laughs> so it could be a treat. Bolo Young's the bad guy, I think. So it could be a treat. Uh, anyway, so let's let's jump into this week's film. Um, we will jump back to John Wick three at some point. We will do John Wick three. <laughs> I want to do it. It's modern. It's cool. Anyway, it's fine that okay. we're not doing it. But this week we are doing uh, the um, the film that was most requested. I mean, we didn't get thousands of requests. But I think three or four people requested that we do Kung Fu Hustle. So, uh, Kung Fu Hustle is 2004 film, yeah. I believe. 2004 film uh, directed by Stephen Chow, uh, starring Stephen Chow. And I will go ahead and say that my uh, initial thoughts on doing Kung Fu Hustle were, is Kung Fu Hustle a Kung Fu film? Or is it a comedy that, that was my initial thought. When I started watching the film, it is 100% a kung fu film. This okay. is a kung fu film through and through, in my opinion. Okay. I hadn't watched it since 2004 when it came out. I actually watched it in the cinema. And I hadn't watched it since then, so I was a bit hmm. uh, unsure going in. Um, so, let's, let's... Actually, I'm going to start with an interesting fact. I looked it up. It's actually 90, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
What? So it is. It is very fresh. People love like What? People. It's a cult classic. Like people love this film. Yeah. Like I talked to my coworkers, and two of them, two ladies who I never would have imagined would have ever seen this film, when I told them that this is what we were doing this episode about, and they were like, "Yeah, loved it." And I was like, "What the fuck?" Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> And my first thoughts, uh, or my initial thought was obviously whether it's a kung fu film. My next thought was you had not seen the film, Devin. No. And I was scared because I... Yeah. If you go into this film... You knew nothing about it, right? I knew nothing about You'd it. You'd never seen a trailer? No. Seen nothing. No. Going into this film, knowing nothing... The film is fucking weird. Yes. It's a weird film. I was, I was left very confused. What were your initial thoughts? Like, as I was watching it, or once it was done, like, my, my conclusion? No, when you first what, went into when, it. Okay. Well, I mean, I didn't... I mean, when it started, I, I, I didn't have a problem. When it... I mean... <laughs> I guess I suppose that dance number with the, with the axe gang... Magnificent. <laughs> it starts off like a musical. Right. It feels right. like a musical. I was just like, okay, okay. I was like, I can kind of yeah. get behind this. I enjoyed that dance number very much. So that's... That's where I was. That was the perspective that I thought was going to continue, but I was very sad to find that it didn't. There was no more dancing in it, and right. and then just right. getting to at all right none. Oh, so that just left me even more confused. No dancing. <laughs> so what was the point of that opening scene, and then just all the weirdness that ensued after that, and I was just left just kind of wondering, what the hell type of movie is this? It's it's an unusual film. Yeah. In the it's not hard to pin down. I mean, it is a kung fu film, but I it there are too many elements, too many weird elements. See, but I also think the opposite. I don't think there's much to this film. I think everything other than the fights and I think the characters are very shallow. I don't think there's much in it. I think the script is pretty empty. Well, yeah. It's a bunch of weird moments that kind of link action scenes, right? Kind yeah, of. I would say, yeah, but that's what I did not care for. It's just a bunch of just fragmented, weird stuff thrown together with no rhyme or reason to it. That was the, yeah. that was where I was coming from with this. Yeah, it's it's an unusual, unusual plot, I guess, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. I got questions about that plot, too. What are your questions about the plot? I mean, I guess for the most part, I mean, it's a simple film, right? I, yeah. And... Yeah. But I just don't, maybe it's not the plot, but maybe it's just the characters and how they all fit into what is happening and why. Or like, I mean, should I, should I, should I just get into it or jump should we wait jump, until no, we no. get, okay. No, jump so in, like, jump for in. instance, like all those masters, right? Right. Like the, the, the initial three, um, before we found out, um. With the steel band arms and the the stick thing right. and and fighty guy, um, fighty kick, guy, kick master flex. Yes. <laughs> there you go, kick master flex. So is it and so is it just coincidental that all of these? Because it didn't seem like they all knew. None of them knew who each yes. other were. So it's just completely coincidence. I missed that. That they all just happened to land into this poor like ghetto. Well, I think it's a world of poverty, right? And. It suggests that like kung fu is maybe dying, and you're not going to get any recognition or any wealth from kung fu. So they retire to this this poverty stricken 
town. It was, what, like three buildings? Right. <laughs> but it's just out of, I'm assuming there's a larger country world. How did they all just coincidentally, five of them, just, I mean, granted, there's the married couple, so, but how did they all just, they just coincidentally just landed here? Sure, Good sure. It's, you've got to, you've got to kind of just go with it to right. an extent, well, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was interesting. One of those masters, uh, well, two of them. I know Zing Yu, who is the uh, Kickmaster Flex, he, he's in a whole bunch of stuff. Um, he's in a number of kind of modern films. He fights uh, Donnie Yen in Kung Fu Jungle, or Kung Fu Killer, if you know the American version. Um, the other guy, the the gay tailor. Oh, the fairy? That, the, the fairy? Can uh, we say that? that they do. Just, I don't know. <laughs> you allowed that to say just was... It's crazy. That's a guy called, and I might be saying this wrong, I think it's Chu Chi Ling. He is... His like, name is Chuchi? His, his name is Chuchi. His character. But he is a famous, literally a kung fu master. He is a master of hung, <clears throat> the hungar style, which is the style he uses in Kung Fu Hustle. And he is he's been in so many old school classics. I think he fights Jackie Chan in, and I could be wrong, Snake in the Eagle Shadow. But he is an absolute legend. Like a very, very famous guy. And very famously masculine and... Like, very muscly, and I don't know if Stephen Chow decided to cast him in the opposite light and make him a quote-unquote fairy. There are so many just, like, yeah, with him and his, like, see-through white shirt with his red Speedos. But was that not funny to you? Like, I guess it, the I film's a too, comedy. You know, like, like, I laughed at that. His run, when he runs well, away. Well, yeah, that was absurd. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was that was absurd and so over the top. I couldn't help but laugh because it was so absurd. But then, like, shampoo guy who had his ass cheeks out all the time. I have that in my notes. Why? Why did he always have his Why ass out? Why was his ass always out? It's, I get it's meant to be funny, but... No. Is one, it funny? Is one the... time, one time is, is enough. But yeah. continually, every time he pops up, cheeks. No. I Yeah, no. And very, I mean very boyish cheeks yeah he had a young looking <laughs> set of buttocks on him i mean not i've got no complaint well i do have you know what i mean um but yeah complaints with him? No i do complaints. have complaints but it's fine um he was of age i believe okay um, i would hope so yeah the other guy the um the stick master who was the dough he used it to roll dough i suppose yeah i don't know who he was i looked him up and he's been in about like three kung fu films and nothing else i don't know anything else about him so whether he's famous or not whether he's actually a, a, a kung fu practitioner in real life i have no idea question okay. for you yeah out of those three guys who would you like to fight the least <laughs> hungar guy the tailor the gay tailor yeah the gayler <laughs> yeah i he was he was hitting the shit out of people like brutally he was good. his rings were smacking he was people. good i like right. the the stick guy was cool I think too, stick though. guy would whip my ass. Yeah, stick guy was really... I like the stick. <laughs> he could stab me. He's, he's I like the, yeah, the way that he was handled, especially that end, like that big like end fight. That was, I enjoyed that a lot. But. Yeah, stick guy was pretty good. I thought they, um, they sold him a bit short in the first fight because he kicks up all the dust and you can't see what he's doing. Right. And I was like... He's I just can't... whooping everyone's ass. Yeah, right. but I want to see it. Right. Like, I, I, give, me, give me, you know, the visuals, but, you know, I get it. Um, those three, those three were great, and um, when the film starts and they kind of have the first fight, that got off to a good start for me. Seeing that yeah. opening when they those three kick off, it was pretty sweet. 
Then, when we start focusing on Stephen Chow's character, um, he, for, if you didn't know, he's a very, very famous comedic actor and a comedic director. Um, as far as I know, he doesn't have any martial arts experience, although he has been in a few martial arts films. He's in a, um, two films called Royal Tramp and Royal Tramp 2, great names, um, which I have and I've never watched. I think I got halfway through one of them. But I know he fights in them. He's also been in a film, I think, called Dragon Fight with Jet Li, and I think he might have a fight in that. But I know he's not a you know full-on kung fu actor. But it's obvious in this film, you know, he's leaning more towards the, yeah. the comedic side of things. Yes, indeed. Um, but, I mean, the plot is fairly... Oh, by the way, the chore... I should say the choreographers are Young Wu-Ping, um, who choreographed Ip Man 3, The Matrix, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, directed Drunken Master, a whole bunch of stuff. And Sammo Hung also choreographed it. Really? Yeah, Sammo okay. Hung was, was on board as the choreographer as well. So it had two stellar um, choreographers, choreographers, choreographers behind it. Jesus, I can't speak. Um, yeah, so so I, I think the action were, was pretty pretty solid. Um, but yeah, fast forward to Stephen Chow's character and the whole thing of him. Uh, the flashback to the kids and he tried to save the mute girl, who we don't find out is mute till later, right? No, they say it. Do they in the flashback? Yeah, is yeah. Is she mute in the flashback? Yeah. Hmm. Oh. By the way, in the flashback... He gets pissed on by five children. Yeah. That's brutal, man. That's yeah. fucking grim. Yeah. To be pissed on by one person is pretty bad. Well, very bad. Yeah. But five five kids pissing on and you? quickly, yeah. too. Like, they just had that in their back pocket. <laughs> like, was, they do that all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They were, yeah. They kind of tell... I can't speak. Telepathically told each other, this is what we do. We piss on kids. Again. So, um, like, so his story, he wanted to be a... So with that backstory, he wanted to be like this kung fu master. Mm -hmm. He gets like the shit beat out of him. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, okay, I want to be a bad guy now. And so that's his his life journey after that. He um, wants to be someone who like kicks ass because he wanted to join the axe gang. He want, I think he wants recognition. I think he wants to be something because he's poor and on the streets. Right, okay. And the axe gang would get him some money. Okay. Um, I think he also said nice guys finish last. Right. Like oh, right. okay, okay. Uh, and he, he bought the, the Kung Fu manual of the Buddhist fist off that guy, who is Young Wu Ping's brother, by the way. Um, he bought that. He It's a bullshit manual, or everyone thinks it's a bullshit manual, but it actually taught him Kung Fu. Right. Because um, it has that whole palm move that he uses. Yeah. Well, let's let's go back a little bit. When he gets bitten by the... But actually, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Let's talk okay. about that moment first. Okay. That knife-throwing scene... That was funny. ...is one of the funniest scenes in... I, in... I will agree. That was very entertaining with um with Chunky Guy. What was yes. his name? Um, oh, I don't, I don't remember. remember his name. Chunky Guy. Yeah. Chunky Guy, yeah. They're back at the, the pigsty. And yeah, that whole thing with him and how just Chunky Guy is just inadvertently just fucking him up. <laughs> that was hilarious. I enjoyed that a lot. But then, yeah, he gets bitten by these... They look cobras, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And he doesn't die. So, and I don't understand what he... Okay. So... Why are they hanging out in traffic lights? <laughs> Why, after he gets bitten by the cobra and he's like punching like through or denting the inside of this traffic light, doesn't apparently die. I don't understand anything about what happened there at all. So, my thought process is 
you see him punching or palming the metal and you see his veins kind of throbbing and i imagine he was trying to get the venom out by punching I'm, this is <laughs> this is a shot in the dark here no you know like he was i don't know he was getting his veins all worked up <laughs> he's going dragon ball z and like that's how he recovers quickly he was just like, Aah! oh, you think it's just it's getting, getting some energy? I know. Getting adrenaline yeah. going. I don't think he did it on purpose either. I think he was just like, I thought that I'm was really going to. wounded. Oh, okay. He's okay. I really expected that to come back at some point to some sort of explanation or for maybe well, he, it to tie into. He, he goes, you recover really quickly. He tells him he recovers really quickly. Yeah. What's that about? He's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but then you find out why he recovers so quickly. Why? Because he's the one. On that, on that note, on that Fine. note, okay. I have a comment. I've okay. got it in my notes. Hold on, okay. let me pull up my notes here. Did anyone else feel like, and I've lost the note, that there was a similarity between this and the Matrix? Of course. Yeah. It's not just me then. Of course not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he's the one. Right. Yeah. Right? Like Neo. Yeah. There's some bullet time stuff going on, some slow mo shit. Yeah. And even when the beast is hitting uh, the the landlord's um, husband, yeah. Yun Wa, like the the fists are kind of going super speed, and he's blocking them like Neo does at the end of the Matrix. Yeah. So it's not just me. They're similar. Oh, there's no, 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 no doubt. Yeah. Okay. I thought I was. I thought I was super clever, and you know. And then he comes back to vanquish the ultimate enemy, who's Mr. Smith. Right. Easily. Okay. So there were definitely. Matrix uh, connections there. Um, I have a question about a scene that I didn't understand. Um, or I will say a moment I didn't understand. And that moment was at the beginning when Stephen Chow's character first goes with his fat friend to get the fat friend's hair cut. Right. And he finds out, they find out that he's bullshitting and, you know. They're not part of the X game. He pulls out a firecracker. He lights the firecracker and he throws it, which ends up on the Axe Gang leader's head and, you know, it leads into a, right. a whole scene. What was the firecracker about? Why did he have that? Why did he light it? To call the Axe Gang. That's but how they call each other. he was associated with the Axe Gang by then. Was he just pretending? Yeah, he was still pretending. So oh. he thought that he... They I would think, be scared. I think that, yeah, that they would be scared and then that the Axe Gang would actually, like, come and fuck up the village, the, the poor, the ghetto. Okay. That was my assumption. I think you're right. I just didn't get it at first. I was just like, why is he got a firecracker? Maybe that's just me being dumb. Well, I, I have a question. Sure. Um, a part of my confusion is the cartoon elements, the cartoon style elements. Like when Landlady busted out her little Roadrunner run when the accident came, yep. I was just, I have so many what the fuck moments. Lots of that. Just why? So is it in this world, are, the, are these Kung Fu masters... The only ones who have these, it seems, are the only ones who have these weird, like, abilities. Like, so much of that between, like, between the, the masters is literally like the Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. When the yeah. chase, when they're running after each other and, and escaping each other. Even with, uh, with Asylum Man, with the Beast, and, like, when, they're, when he's fighting uh, Landlady and Landlord, 
and like they're kicking him in the face and it's just not hitting. I was 100% ex expecting like a footprint to be left in his face. It was so many cartoon elements. I didn't like it. So many just, just <laughs> between the, because it, it didn't I make, did not like it. <laughs> I didn't like it because it was just ridiculous and it was unexpected. There was no explanation as to why they can do any of this. It was so cartoony. The music threw me off. I think what? I think um, between like, there was like a mix of like, classical and then there was like i mean it was so close between that chase it was literally like a music you would hear and wrote it was like a yakking yeah. sax type thing and i was just, it was all i did not it was all over the place you're combining two things here because okay. i i will say uh the cartoony elements i don't mind because i think that um they're more comedic and they're meant to be just comedic moments mm. but the music in this film is a nightmare yep the, the opening theme is fantastic. It's really, really good. I like it. It's going to be at the start of this podcast when I edit it. Um, but the uh, the music throughout is awful. You remember? It was just different, very different types loud, of music. Loud. Loud music, too. When they're fighting. I sound like a granddad. But loud <laughs> music when they're fighting. And it was like, there's some of it was just like, kind of like, it reminds, some parts reminded me like music from like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm -hmm. And then it was just straight like classical and then cartoonish, Wiley e. Coyote type music. It was just all thrown in the mix. And it was so confusing. But is this film, does this film to you feel, feel like a play? Does it feel <clears throat> a bit theatrical to you or not? Theatrical. You didn't notice that? You didn't feel that? For me, it felt like I was watching like Chicago. Oh, yeah, I get you. You know what I mean? It's, it's like one set. Yes, yes. Okay. And there's no, it's always, it's like panning and you don't like, for example, when they're kind of showing the apartment, the complex. Yeah. It's like the butt cheek kid and doing stuff, but they don't go into rooms. And stuff. Yes. And I felt like there wasn't a wider world. There was kind of Pixar yes. Alley. Yeah. And then there was that just street. the other place. Yeah. The street. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt the like it was, street. it was very theatrical. And I thought that the music was part of that because, um... If you've ever seen like Chinese theater, um, like uh, uh, Chinese opera, it's all very loud music over very like expressive movement, and maybe even some martial arts or acrobats, acrobats, acrobatics. And but I the thought... music is consistent though and makes sense. <laughs> well, yeah, it, right. This music does not make sense, or at least not no. all of it. No, I, I the musical choice I definitely picked up on that. I thought it was very unusual and a little bit obnoxious and uh kind of took away especially the fight scenes for me it took away a lot from the fight scenes yeah um speaking of things taking away from the fight scenes let's talk about one of the biggest problems with the film now don't get me wrong the film was made in 2004 it is an older film but the cgi in this film oh are we gonna oh is this about the 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 assassins the oh, assassins you wanna in there. You want to jump into them? Okay, first? I wasn't sure where you were going, but I, I, I had well, a, I had a beef with the assassins. Okay, so you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, I thought what they did was cool, but then that was also a thing. Like that was also a like, how do they? It's like they're just now like there's magic now, and with their crazy long creepy grand lady Lee press on nails and then their musical instruments, and now they're flying like mystical, like invisible but solid daggers it or knives or swords or whatever the hell it is at people and then that part where those fucking zombie ghosts or whatever they were came out i was 
Done. They're ancient dead warriors. <laughs> Duh. I was, yes, they are. I was done. I was just a big, after all of that and all these weird things, and now I'm like, how is it? What's with these dudes now? How can they do that? Right. I'm going to say that bit is the best bit in the film. I mean, it, visually it so, looked cool, yeah. but I just didn't under, like, how, you what are the rules? You have to forgive it, I think. I, yes, you're absolutely right. This film has no rules. Literally, no rules. Right. It. It's all very fantastical. It is magical. And it kind of doesn't ease you into the world of magic or anything like that. No, it there's just no says, explanation. Hey. It just throws it at you and, and it's just automatically I'm supposed to accept it. No guy, those guys with the zither, which is the musical instrument, and yes, I googled that because okay. I had no idea what it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, when when they're throwing the knives and everything and that fight where they're fighting off the knives and the, the spear guy comes out, yeah. that's a thing of beauty. I mean, that was very cool. Oh, it was really, really I enjoyed good. looking at it, but I was just like, especially <laughs> when, those, when those ancient zombie warriors, I just wanted to be like, what the, really? What now? What else is going to happen? They looked like the... If, I don't know if you've ever seen this film, but they looked like um, the... Have you ever seen Army of Darkness? The like Evil Dead Part 3? No. Do you remember the bad guy in that that leads the bone army? With his the skeleton crazy army? jaw? Yeah. yeah. He looks like that. They look like that. They look like him. Hmm. So, anyway, that's just a, a side note. I understand, though, yeah, the scene... But the... I was basically before we jumped into that fight scene. The CGI in general in this film is very dated. Well, yeah. There's one scene that was so bad it hurt me a little bit. Go on. The inside. It's when he gets snake bitten. His and lips. His crazy lips. Oh yeah, exactly. I like a I cartoon element. I didn't even quite understand what was happening. It was so bad. Yeah, that was another like cartoon element. What year? This is a weird question. What year was Hitch made? Hitch. Oh, um... Any, is that Will Smith? Hitch? Yeah, Will Smith. Like Hitch. eight years ago or something. Um, I, I would say. Anyway, it's, my point okay. is, remember when he's allergic in that film and his face swells up? <laughs> yeah. And it's all done practically. It's practical special effects. It's amazing. I thought that was great. Why they had to go with ludicrous CGI? It looks really bad. It looks worse than like Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor has some dodgy moments in it. Oh right, at the end. Yeah, when his lip grows. Yeah. Oh, I'm a fan of that one, though. I think oh, they did better no. than that. Oh, it's dodgy in, in Nutty Professor. Oh, when it holds his Yeah, head. exactly. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. Um, but this was, yeah, it was really bad. And there was a moment where I thought not only was it the worst idea for a fight scene, like conceptually, when it comes to choreography, it was bad, but also the CGI was terrible. When the landlord's... Uh, landlady's husband, I guess the landlord. Yeah. When he's spinning those two guys around on his oh, arm, yeah. that was some cartoon that looks stuff. Silly. And funny enough, Bruce Lee actually does that in Fist of Fury. So I don't know whether it's a nod to him, but when he does it, they've got two dummies on his arms and they look super right. weird. Yeah. But I don't know whether that was a little nod to him, but it, it looked terrible. And then he has the yin yang, the yin yang on the on the ground, which is yeah. cool. I kind of like that. That guy's dope. First, yeah. First and foremost. Well, he is, um, when we watched Enter the Dragon, remember when, uh, remember when Bruce Lee does the backflip at the beginning over those guys' arms? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was Yun Wah, uh, who was the landlord, because okay. he doubled for Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon. He is a super famous kung fu actor, and he is in, uh, a bunch of films, two in particular, Dragons Forever and Eastern Condors. He plays the bad guy. He makes such a good bad guy. Yunwa is, is or Yunwa. Sorry, someone that. corrected me online that I, I 
it's I say yun and it's meant to be yun, so I'm I sorry forgot about, about that. that. Thank you, Cyrus. You reminded me of that what you just did. And like in his first fight with the Axeman and, and he's in his silk pajamas and it's all just like hip action. It was <laughs> awesome. It was I mean he just got put some, his arms around. Right. Him, and I was just, like, I was just he's got some snake hips. What is going on? So he's like Kind of like, uh, what's the word? It's Tai Chi, right? He's doing just like... Is that what he's doing? Tai Chi Quang. But he's kind of doing uh, the blob. He's like just reflecting. Kind deflecting. of, yeah. I think it's using their energy against them. And it's very... Yeah, I think Tai Chi Quang focuses on that. So okay. I think he's doing that style. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's some there's some questionable CGI moments, but it didn't bother me that much. It didn't take me out of the film. Uh, my main problem was, funny enough, and this relates to uh, Matrix Reloaded, when Keanu Reeves has the famous CGI fight in the park. Oh, had, with all had, the Mr. Smith. They had a lot of that going on in Hustle Hustle, with people flying and very cartoony people yeah, yeah. flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Again, that was a little too much for me. That took me out of, of certain moments. Um, but all in all, I mean, CGI, I guess you have to look back on old films and think, and give it with a little bit of forgiveness, because some of them are going to look shite now. And see, honestly, that didn't necessarily, the CGI didn't bother me, because of course, knowing what year it was made, my qualms were elsewhere. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I thought, I thought there was too much slow motion as well, in part. I don't, I, I know it's for artistic effect and to make things look cooler, but I'm not a fan of slow motion, especially when it comes to fight scenes and choreography. I want to see it at normal speed because I like I like seeing it for what it is I don't need it slowed down um <laughs> does he become Bruce Lee at the end I know I know he becomes Neo and becomes the one but his moves are very Bruce Lee-ish were they oh my gosh yeah 100% right back fist he's doing he's in the circle and he's yes. doing the Bruce Lee kicks yes three yeah. in a row and now I may be Dumb because I'm sure that's an obvious reference, but I just wanted to double check. Like no, he, no, no, he does 100%. become Bruce Lee, yes, and Neo. Um, anything else that stands out for you, Devin, as as weird? Or I annoying? mean, the whole like um, bad guy, um, Asylum Man, um, the Beast, the Beast, and yeah, his whole Toad action, and <laughs> just especially like when it comes to, with the with the effects, and then like the. I mean, I guess it's just all a matter of the world that this is and how they can, like, if he can become a toad, like, other chick in her lion roar, how come she doesn't, like, her face doesn't turn into a lion when she does her lion Different Why styles. <laughs> Different styles. You're not always going to turn into an animal. Okay. So, yeah. but with his style, with his toad style, he can uh, exhibit the features of an actual, of an actual toad. Yes. Or have toads hanging around him because there were toads in the hallway when, what's his face, uh comes to free him from the asylum. Yeah. I was, yeah, I didn't catch, because at first I was like, why the fuck are there frogs in this hallway? But then I got it later when he became one. Yeah, it's foreshadowing, but it was weird foreshadowing, because right. unless you There's know... There's no mention of him being yeah. of him with his toad side. Yeah, unless you know that he literally yeah. turns into a frog at the end. Those frogs are like, what the fuck are they doing there? That's weird. <laughs> and then, like, and then when the t- he goes, the, Stephen, what's his name? Stephen Chow. Stephen Chow. I don't know, what's his What's his character film? name, yeah. No it's clue. completely gone out of my head. No clue. I was calling Big Guy Titties for a bit, because that whole part when he was in the chair with his haircut and his, his You were calling were the Big Guy Titties? You were just calling him Titties? For a little bit. For a little bit. In your notes, do you call him Titties? 
Uh, oh, I'm, I'm my. I had a note. Just why are his titties jingling? Jingling? Why would they have? Why would they make that man uh, have his titties jingling? Oh, you mean why would they choose that yeah. artistically in yeah. the film? Yeah. I guess jiggling titties are funny. <laughs> I suppose. It's but yeah, but while <laughs> very intimidating. But while he was in the sky, he steps on an eagle, which is dope. Steps yeah, yeah. on an eagle. <laughs> which yeah, is that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. That's really so, good. Yeah, my nose were like now he can step on an eagle and then Buddha in the sky pops up and then boom and then yeah. Palm in the ground. That's his Buddha palm technique. And then fa- new new meaning for the face palm, his palm in his face and stops him and it was just it was fucking it was bananas. I found the frog toad style whichever one it was um to be a little frustrating to me because literally the only move he does is like jump it. E Honda's move when he oh, right. in from Street Fighters. He just head goes back. with his head. That's it. He didn't fight him or anything like right. with cool styles. He just literally turned into a frog and then just flying headbutted him. There should have been, I think, more to it. Just a little tongue action. <laughs> I don't know if I would have gone that far. I don't know. Oh, maybe that's cool. It's you know fantastical enough. But that guy, the guy who plays the Beast, mm-hmm. is an amazing, like, old-school kung fu actor as well. His name's Bruce Lung, I think it is. Yeah, when he was doing, like, fights in the yeah. restaurant or whatever, I enjoyed that. Yeah, he's really, really good. Um, if anyone hasn't seen it, uh, he kind of came back. He kind of got a resurgence in his career. I know you two haven't seen it. Um, there's a film called Gallants that kind of takes a few old-school kung fu stars and brings them back into uh, into the present. And uh, it's really good. It's a really, really good film. Maybe we'll watch it sometime. You know, he looks like he looks like an old Bolo Young. In the face. Well, yeah, good. I can see it. Not as muscular, but definitely in the face. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, yeah, he's great. I, I, I like him as a villain. I think he's weird and quirky and... I like when he catches the bullet. Oh, I, I, I like how yeah. he's just in flip-flops. Yeah. He's just in flip-flops. <laughs> in a tank top. Using <laughs> um, his hair and just yeah. 50-something. He's, exactly. He's a, he's a different style of villain. Um, but the, the film is very much... I mean, it's kind of like a superhero film before superhero films became superhero films. It's very... Like, X-Men, Avengers kind of powers and stuff, I think. Maybe not, you know, not as, as crisp as the modern day superhero films, but they have weird abilities. I have a question. Maybe you two can answer this. So Stephen Chow, 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 Chow. Stephen Chow, you know, through 90% of the movie, he's like, I'm going to murder somebody. And so I can join this ax gang. What was the reason for his turn at the restaurant to becoming good when he like decides to hit, uh, the beast and then gets the shit beat out of him then becomes the one and defeats them. What was the per? Why did he, I didn't understand that. It just seemed like it's, they, they made it seem like he, there was no really reason behind it why he chose to hit the beast as he yeah. was about to murder landlord and landlady. I think it just kind of came from nowhere. Yeah. I think you're right. And I think that's um, a theme throughout the film. I feel like things happen and they don't quite explain why they're happening. That one, I think the head of the Axe Gang was a dickhead. And I don't think Stephen Chow liked him because he was, you know, trying to get him to hit him and was talking shit to him. And maybe he just, you know, had enough of him and decided to hit him instead. But it... No, I get why he hit the... the um, uh, Oh, the choreographer. why he decided to... Yeah, why, he, why did he hit the Beast? 
I think it was kind of a building up. So he hits the leader of the gang. Right. And he's like, okay, I'm hitting bad guys now. And he's like, might as well hit this bad guy. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it, just, it was just a big turn. It was just like a hit. It wall. just seemed like a very, yeah. a very quick left turn for him to go, and no, no build up, no reason behind it. Yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. That's fine. Yeah, I, okay. I, I found that with a lot of the film. I think there's why when he throws the lollipop down and it smashes, and he steals. What is she selling? Bottles of? Are they water? Isn't that drinks, like one of those? Drinks? Yeah, like one of those. Um, I've fizzy seen them drinks? in the store, like the fizzy, like carbonated okay. drinks, like a soda. When he steals her money and then steals one of, the, or the fat guy steals the the drinks and gives them to Stephen Chow, why does he then give all the money to the fat guy Titties, as he's now known, <laughs> and tell him to go and raise pigs somewhere? Why does he all of a sudden fall out with his friend? No, he's like trying to save his friend. He's like, get out of this business, man. Lead a good life. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Oh, that went completely over my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I missed that entirely. I thought he was just being a dick to him. No, he was like, it's like when you tell your dog to go or something. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go home! Go home, boy! Go. go home! <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Um, uh, wait, something. Oh, that girl <laughs> kept a lollipop for like 20 years. What the fuck's going on here? She did? She remembered that boy and just did meant a lot day to her. When she was Changed. six... Changed her life. Get out of here. <laughs> and uh, Cyrus did mention something to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. He, he thought the lollipop girl was uh, very pretty. Very pretty. She was pretty. Yeah. Not sure how old she is. She's very young. I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> She's how like 20, 21. Oh, that's not. That's, that's not, not bad. Young. That's fine. Is that when the film was made or now? <laughs> now she's 35. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was. She was very pretty. Um, some facts about the film that uh, I found were it was made on a $20 million budget, and it made $100 million, <laughs> which actually, it wasn't considered a, a hit at the time. 100 mil uh, for against 20 mil wasn't considered that good. But weirdly, Insane. it made 17 million in China, and it made 83 million abroad, so we loved it. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing it. I, it came to my small North Wales town... Um, and I don't, I don't know how we got it or why we got it, but we did in the cinema. I remember, I think it was me and two of my friends watched it. Which one? Um, Shout out. <laughs> I don't remember. I honestly don't remember who came with me. Um, but I remember, I'm not sure they liked it. And I think <laughs> I liked it. I was, you know, I was into kung fu films back then. Um, other, t- uh, other kung fu films that came out in 2004 were Jackie Chan's new police story, which is great. I think that's a massively underrated film. Um, Silver Hawk, which stars Michelle Yeoh, which is one of her worst films. She plays a superhero who has to save some pandas. It's okay. a real film. Okay. That's the end of it. All right. That's it. There's no more, there's no, no more to it. Superhero that saves pandas. Um, and also Luke Goss is in it, who played the lead vampire in, uh, in not the lead, the lead bad vampire in Blade 2. That's an oh, that interesting guy. Uh, yeah. for you. Um, House of Flying Daggers came out in 2004. And then another film called Twins Effect 2. The interesting thing is House of Flying Daggers got nominated for an Oscar for Best Cinematography. But Kung Fu Hustle took home the Hong Kong Film Award, which is actually the most prestigious film award in Hong Kong. Really? So instead of... Yeah, yeah. So instead of like them focusing on House of Flying Daggers, which is 
if you've seen it, it's very artsy, it's very classy, it's got good fight scenes, very good acting. Hong Kong loved uh, Kung Fu Hustle and and gave that the award instead. I would 100% watch House of Flying Daggers over Kung Fu Hustle. I think I would agree with you. I think I would do that too. Yeah. Have you seen House of Flying Daggers? No. No? Mm-mm. Gorgeous and, yeah, amazing fights and, yeah. Yeah, it's a really good film. Um, it's not as good as Hero, but it's still good. But yeah, I think I think Kung Fu Hustle for me, and I know it's a classic and it's a cult classic and people watch it a lot. For me, it's not a repeated viewing film. Um, if you told me to watch this again in even six months, I don't think I'd want to sit down and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, with that said, I like the film. I like Kung Fu Hustle. I think it's a good film. If I was going to rate it on a scale from, you know, one star to five stars, I'd give it 3.5 stars. It's above average. It's pretty good. You're, you're looking at me, Devin, like you would give it one and a half stars. I just... I think I've come to realize that I don't like comedy Kung Fu films. Between Meals on Wheels and this, I was not a fan of... <laughs> Either. We are in trouble, baby! <laughs> and I'm there just, are a lot of Kung Fu I comedies. Need, I need some logic. Like, I was thinking about this last night, trying to trying to figure out where I'm coming from. And so, even if it's bad, I need for it to make sense. Like, I was trying to think of, like, a, a film that's bad, but had, from what I can recall, good fights, and at the very least made sense. Like, for some reason, the thing that popped into my head... Um, mm-hmm. It was Jet Li, uh, the one. Okay. It's not a good film at all. Oh, no, no, it's not. It's not. But I understood the premise. The premise made sense, and from what I can recall, it's been some years since I've seen it. The fights were really good. Jason Statham's in that film. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Yeah, I completely. What's with him? And what's with Jet Li and Jason Statham between uh, uh, War? And Expendables? Don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I completely forgot Statham was in the one. I forgot that too, until I was thinking of it yesterday. But like, and for some reason, that film popped in my head. Not a good movie at all. But the logic of it, I, I understood it, and it had good fights. I, at the very least, need for it to make sense. And this did not make sense. All the randomness, there was no explanation to it. It was just shit that was happening. The one ends with Jet Li on top of a pyramid, yep. fighting a million Jet Li's. They're not a million Jet Li's, they're oh a million criminals. He was banished to oh, criminal Oh, they're not universe. his clones? They're not his clones. Because he's killed, he's killed all but the other Jet Li. So he oh. was banished to like a criminal universe. So that's where all they send all of like the bad people. So he's just fighting a bunch of random So of course criminals. that film makes sense. Sure. It does. <laughs> I, I understand. No, I haven't happened. seen the one since yeah. it came out. I, I, I think I've owned, I, I owned it on bootleg yeah. VHS. Multiple universes. When Jet Li, when he kills his other versions, he gets, he, stronger. he gets stronger. So that's why he has to kill all of them. So he can be stronger. So he can be the strongest person out there. So he can be the most powerful. And then him and the other Jet Li, his uh, antithesis, the good one, they clash. Even their fighting styles are different, which I enjoyed, even though it was Jet Li play, you know, playing two different Baji characters. Kwan. I enjoyed Baji that Kwan. a lot. But yeah, but it's a terrible movie. But I, That might go on the list. We might have to watch that but it's but, but the logic of it, I get. I need it to make sense. Okay. So I don't know. If you're going to throw in another comedy, can it please make I, sense? I honestly think going forward, I'm going to steer away from comedy. Okay. Uh, Enter the Dragon wasn't a comedy. Uh, Wheels on Meals. That, 100%. That was 100% comedy. <laughs> this one was comedy. Yeah. And I think 
I think we're going to do a comedic film next, but it's not meant to be comedy because we're going to do a Van Damme film. So it's going to have a lot of funny moments. Going to kick that son of a bitch Bison's <laughs> ass so hard. But then, like, yeah, I'm thinking all the all the kung fu films I've seen. I've seen, you know, some Jet Li films and and Crouching Tiger and House of Flying Daggers and all the Ip Man's, all those all those and um, like the raids and other things where people are, you know, getting chopped into pieces. Mm-hmm. And then to be shoved into not only comedy, but especially like Meals on Wheels, where it's like 80s, and it's just yeah, no, that was quite jarring. I get what you mean. I and get I, I mean. don't, I don't know if it's for me. But I'm gonna whatever, whatever you decide, I will happily go along with it. But okay. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if the, if the comedy ones are not my, not my, not my style. So how would you rate this, Cyrus? I still like it, but it is not as good as I remember. Okay, I think I'm in the same boat. It's not bad by any means, but there were a few times during the movie I was like, I could be doing other things. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're probably upsetting a lot of people with no, this like podcast. No, I still really like this movie. <laughs> yeah, so do I. I. I do like it, but it, is it flawed? Yes, it's flawed. That's, that's basically all I'll say. Um, please don't, please don't hate me. I'm no, sorry. And, and anyone Everyone there... listening, I'm sorry. Anyone out there? All who... four people listening. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. Please send us suggestions for films. Yes, we, please. We really want suggestions. It's foo, F-U, four, thoughts, pod at gmail.com. Please send us suggestions. Maybe send us some serious ones that we can watch, and then Devin will love them, hopefully. <laughs> um, but yeah, send us some suggestions. Um, yeah, and then that's about it. Should we call it here? I think so. All Thanks, right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Again, it's uh, foo, F-U, four, thought, pod, at gmail.com. Uh, the Instagram, yep, is, I get confused between Instagram and Tumblr. I believe Instagram <laughs> is foo, underscore, four, underscore, thought. And then Tumblr is just foo for thought altogether. And again, that's foo, F-U, not food. It's my mom play- my mom a- kept saying food when I was telling her about the podcast. It's a play on words. <laughs> it's meant to be clever. I may have fucked up and picked the wrong name, but I'm sticking with it. Food for thought. Okay, F-U. so... And also, if anyone wants to suggest a Van Damme film um, that's maybe easily accessible, if it's on Prime, Netflix, or Hulu, we can probably watch it. Um... Throw them our way. We'll watch one hopefully in two weeks. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll see you, or not see you, but we'll speak to you next time.